Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And welcome. It's EWTN's chaplain, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, and me, Doug Keck, together again for another episode of Mother Angelica Answering the Call. The weekly program that features our foundress at her spiritual best in responding to the calls of concern from her viewers on her classic live shows back in the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm. And speaking of classic, we have our own uh, Father <laughs> Joseph Mary Wolf, as I said here today. Yes, I've been around a while, too, <laughs> like you have. And so Not <laughs> quite as long, but you're more classic than I am. <laughs> you know, recently I was asked by the local parish here to give a conference for adult ed on Franciscan spirituality. And one of the things I brought out was that St. Francis, really, in the mendicants, a word that means beg, is that they were going to depend completely on divine providence, which was really not the way religious life was being lived. You produce something that you could sell and you could support yourselves. But Francis said, no, we won't be like Jesus and the apostles will depend on providence. And um, Claire fought for that. And, you know, it's worked for 800 years. And Mother Angelica, it worked for her. Right. The topics uh, for today's show, Give Jesus Your Heart. Devotion to Mary is like asking for a new bike. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> when life is very difficult, that's relatable. And starting things off, confession and taking a bath. Interesting analogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. And a good way to tie them both together, that we need to be cleansed and we don't want to uh, get stinky, as Mother puts it here. <laughs> but uh, our souls, too, they need to be cleansed. So we need to make a regular confession, you know, every month or every two months. And it really helps us to grow in self-knowledge, you know, and it helps us to make progress in the spiritual life because we're facing the reality, I'm part of the problem, and taking responsibility for our lives. Right, and also the idea that I know Teresa Avila always said those venial sins in some cases are the most deadly because they build up mm-hmm. and they weaken your will so right. that you fall into the greater sins. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a regular confession and even an examination of conscience daily, not that it has to be like a lengthy sort of thing, but you're just looking over the day and you're saying, you know, I could have done this better, I could have been more patient. And then you ask the Lord, you know, for his forgiveness, but also his grace to do better. Right. And it's interesting, too, as Mother points out, you know, the idea that you, you don't want people necessarily to be scrupulous mm-hmm. or overly scrupulous. Yeah. But at the same time, though the sin may not seem large to you, it might be very large to that person. And I'd like to see the sacraments, including confession, as gifts that God wants to give us to help us with divine life and the struggles of life. Right, and I know you never put your fist through the screen, so <laughs> confession and taking a bath. We have a call. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? Uh, Minnesota. And what is your question? Well, um, Mother, I have a, a hard time going to confession. It seems uh, when I get in there, my mind goes blank. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Uh, now, since Vatican II, they, we were told you don't have to go to confession if you don't have a mortal sin. But is it a mortal sin not to go to confession at least once a year? 
don't you believe anybody who tells you you don't have to go to confession. Oh, I wish I could be virtuous at this moment. I, <laughs> I get so upset when somebody, when somebody tells another person, you don't need to go to confession unless. Why does he take a bath every day? He's not dirty. You can't get that dirty in one day that you have to take a bath to get away the dirt away. Why do you go? Because you stink if you don't. <laughs> That's why you take a bath every day. It's not because you're dirty. You can't get dirty in 24 hours. You got a suit on. You got a dress on. What's to get dirty? That's why confession is. It's a bath. You need to get rid of these venial sins. But most of all, we need strength, energy, courage to make this temple holy. Holy. See, that, you have to go to confession uh, at least once a month. It is wrong, yeah. If you don't continue to confession, at least once a year, you don't make your Easter duties. Well, don't listen to anybody that tells you that. What you can do, let me tell you what you could do. I hope when you go to confess, you have nothing but venial sins. Not that it's not nothing, but we, goodness, we do things all the time. But it's taking a bath. Now tell that priest who told you you don't have to go to confession, to ask him not to take a bath for at least six months. <laughs> Better yet, better yet, tell him that if you have to go to confession only once a year, ask him not to take a bath for one solid year. See what all that odor and dust does to him <laughs> and to everybody else around. You go to confession as often as you wish and, and, say this, Father, Say, all your venial sins. If he shuts you up, say, Father, you just made me sin again. Goodbye. Because <laughs> I put my fist through that screen. <laughs> but, any <laughs> but anyway, what I would do is say this. Say, all your little sins. I was uh, this or that, whatever. And... For all the mortal sins of my entire life, I'm sorry. See? That means you're including everything you remember or everything you don't remember, but you're asking forgiveness for mortal sins of your past. This means now confession. He can't say no to that. Not because you want to recall everything, because once you go, it's washed away. But we say that, and you can't say that. Go to a priest who is a priest of God and knows that the dust of venial sin can cover the soul. Don't let anybody, if woe to the one who refuses anyone to go to confession. I wouldn't want to be in his place of judgment because the Lord will say to him, I do not know you for you will, would never forgive in my name. Beware. If any priest is listening to me, please.
please don't ever refuse a penitent confession. And maybe it's a small, small sin in your eyes. It is not a small sin in their eyes. And if they're striving for holiness, just like you take a bath every day, all they're doing is the same thing on a spiritual level. So I hope that you all understand. Please go to confession. I go once a week. Once a week. And I hope I never have a biggie on my soul. But that isn't where I go. I want to be like Jesus. And that's where you are, a temple of the Holy Spirit. And because we're a temple of the Holy Spirit, we take a bath, that's all. Next time you take a shower, say, is this really necessary? (laughs) I mean, why waste the soap, the water? I mean, I took a bath yesterday. I took a bath a month ago. I took a bath a year ago. Please go to confession and keep taking your baths. Next up on the program, a call having to do with when life is very difficult. This could be all-encompassing, Father. Sometimes life is overwhelming, and it was for Mother Angelica, too. You know, I remember one time the sisters were saying they went through the alphabet and they came up with some <laughs> illness that mother had with every letter of the alphabet, asthma, bronchitis. You know, I can't remember the rest of the letters, but they actually were able to come up with something that mother was struggling with. And she mentions it here. I'm always sick, you know. But she found strength in the Lord. And tears, I think, are a relief valve saying, I need you, Lord. And he always rushes in to be our support. Right, and I think with, with many people who've been able to take that suffering in, a, in that kind of sacrificial way, they, mm-hmm. it, it, it's something that reminds them that they have to rely on God in a lot of ways. I th- also thought this was interesting because here's somebody, again, who's looking from the outside of suffering, and they can't help but say, gee, these other people seem happier mm-hmm. in things in their life. And maybe on the surface they are, but you don't know what the issues are in that particular cross that they're carrying either. Everybody's carrying a cross you don't see. And so be compassionate and be patient with others. You know that uh, poem that was popular for a time, there was even, I think, a song, Footprints in the Sand, you know, that it looked like, Lord, why'd you abandon me while I was carrying you? Absolutely. And that and that is a thing that many of us forget about, the idea. We think, Lord, I'm out here on my own. Mm-hmm. And, and and these are the times that many times where the Lord is is forcing us to grow mm-hmm. a little bit in our spirituality, right? Yeah, that we need uh, to grow, and we're not going to grow without some struggles and efforts and perseverance and patience and all those virtues that need to grow. And so that's why the Lord permits it. Right, because when life is very difficult, we learn by those failures and through that suffering. Let's see what Mother has to say. We have another call. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? Wheaton, Illinois. And what is it you wanted to say? Um, well, I want to say that I'm having a very hard time. I get angry at times <clears throat> because I've had cancer seven years ago. It came back after three years, and twice I almost died. <clears throat> and... I feel God has been very good to me through 
it's in remission right now, but at times I just get very upset. And so my children aren't going to church now, and it bothers me. And I, uh, I guess I constantly wonder, I know I keep hearing God loves me, I see people that are very happy and they seem to have the peace that I keep hoping and looking for. And I don't know, I just just find it very difficult at times. Okay. We're going to pray for that. She is a woman that's thanking God for the cancer that's in remission and yet still gets angry at him, huh? You know, sweetheart, I know it's hard, but you see, you got to look, first of all, that it's in remission, huh? And then you have to thank him for that pain. And I know it's lonely, and you would get tired of being sick on it. I'm always sick, you know, golly. I just take turns. First it's my asthma, and then it's my potassium goes down, and then my back's killing me. And we got all this kind of stuff, and you get tired sometimes you really do you just like to feel healthy for a change and and I think our Lord understands I really do but we still have to make that effort and that's what we're going to ask our Lord I think you were so humble to say that tonight and I think your tears washed a lot away you know when Mary Magdalene went and she cried she didn't say anything she went up to Jesus and she cried over her sins and she just wiped his feet with her hair the Lord said you must have been forgiven much for you love much so you just concentrate on loving him much everything else will go away there's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And we do appreciate, as always, you staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica answering the call. Doug Keck along with Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Mm-hmm. Up next from Mother, devotion to Mary is like asking for a new bike. That's a new <laughs> one on me. Yeah, how she can make these analogies and... Uh, you know, it's interesting, I was reading about Venerable Jan Tiranowski, and if you don't know who he is, he was um, declared Venerable in 2017, but he had a tremendous influence on Carol Wojtyła, mm-hmm. and in fact, uh, a friend of Carol's, another priest, said that the two of them would not have become priests if it were not for Jan Tiranowski. But this young man, Carol Wojtyła, who became Pope John Paul II, that he was hesitant to have devotion to Our Lady until Jan introduced him to true devotion to Mary, written you know, by St. Louis-Marie de Montfort, and then he actually would take that as part of his papal motto. Right, and he was a bit of a mystic, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, Taranowski, right? Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, about, you know, Mother used kind of the idea of you go to your mother sometimes because you're mm-hmm. more comfortable, and there are many people today, there's a lot of women out there, especially in the world, who've had difficult relationships growing mm-hmm. up with their father and, right. and find it it easier in some ways to, to go through Our Lady, too. 
And you think about some denominations, they would just never, ever do that. Well, I think there's an element missing, the feminine element, right, that is such a comfort and a consolation to us in our family life, but also in our spiritual life, behold your mother, that she's given to us as a mother to comfort, strengthen, and to help us to follow Jesus more faithfully. Right, and Mother makes a great point about a miracle in here uh, with the, with the uh, apostles and points out <laughs> they didn't make the fish happen. Our Lord did. Everything ultimately comes from him, regardless of whether you ask St. Anthony to find that pen <laughs> or the Blessed Mother to help exactly. us, right? Okay, let's see what Mother has to say about devotion to Mary and what it has to do with getting a bike. We have another call. Hello? Hi, uh, my name is Karen. Uh, not long ago, I got real close to the Lord. I just, I was uh, alone a lot, and I read his word, and I prayed, and I wanted to know him so much, and his love just filled my heart, and it filled the emptiness inside. And I got to know who he was, and it was so incredible. And um, I remember one day, though, I went to uh, this Catholic church up the street, and they were saying that in order to get to Jesus, you have to go through Mary. And I remember the scripture that said, Whosoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering where the origin of praying to Mary came from and how that all started, because I didn't understand that. Well, when our, when our dear Lord uh, told the apostles to wait after, uh, and that the Spirit would come, they prayed with Our Lady. And the apostles received the Holy Spirit in the presence and with Our Lady. And she too, as full of grace as St. Gabriel said she was, she too received the Holy Spirit. The custom of going to Our Lady started in the first century because if you love a man, you ought to know his mother. Now, earthly mothers sometimes, you don't care knowing, you know. But that's not the way Our Lady is. She's the most perfect woman God made. to make up for Eve. And when you go to Mary, Mary goes to Jesus. It's like when you were a kid and you went to your dad and you said, Dad, can I have a bike? A bike? No way. Hmm. Hey, Mom. (laughs) Could you kind of ask Dad if he'd buy me a bike? I mean, I need a bike. I could go to church and I could even make a little money selling papers and all of a sudden, he comes home one day, he's got a bike. <laughs> that true? All you women that have children? Then they have to? That's all it is, sweetheart? It isn't that you can't go to Jesus. Of course you can. Mary is our mother. He gave her to you. Well, you can always go to your mother. Nobody said you could only go to your father, and after that, you're a dead duck. Some of you would be dead for sure. (laughs) But see, you can go to your father, but then sometimes you go to your mother to get something from your father. Let me tell you something about Our Lady. Our Lady's role is not to answer your prayer alone. She can't do anything alone. She has to have it from chest. Whatever power she has comes from Jesus. Why you pray to St. Anthony for something you're lost? Ask Jesus. Jesus, I lost my pen. Why you pray to St. Anthony? Give him something to do, for goodness sake. He's a saint. <laughs> Don't you like to be asked for things? Sure. 
So the saints are are there to ask them for things. You can ask Our Lady. Our Lord loves to for you to ask one of its creatures for things. Same as in the the twenty uh, first chapter of John. He told the apostles where to set the net. He told them how. He put the fish in the net. And then he said, bring in the fish you have caught. What are you you talking about, caught? They didn't catch anything. He did it all. But even Jesus used them as someone who did something. But he did it all. And that's the way with Our Lady. He loves for you to call upon his mother. He likes that. So when you call upon Mary, you please him. When you call on him, you please Mary. There's no jealousy in heaven. And closing out this week's program, give Jesus your heart. That seems pretty obvious, no? Yes. And this woman recognizes, I got a hard heart. And the question I thought of was, what if she didn't recognize the hardness of her own heart? Would she have changed? Well, no, there'd be no change if you don't recognize something. And so that's really the first step to overcoming, to growing in uh, generosity of heart that we're looking for. And uh, you also need to recognize the good part of your heart. And that's what Mother brings out here, too. She says, you don't have a hard heart because if you did, you wouldn't have called tonight. Right. And you wouldn't be a person who's doing for others and trying to do for mm-hmm. others. Uh, and maybe you just don't understand how what it means to have that kind of heart. And mm-hmm. you're thinking that it should be more than what it actually is. And our motives always need to be purified more and more, you know, that they're not totally evil, you know, but they're also not totally good yet. And that's where the transformation's happening through God's grace, through prayer, through recognizing, you know, this element of my heart needs to change. And then with God's grace, growing. Right, and it may mean forgiving yourself and forgiving others and mm-hmm. having that forgiving spirit. So you can do that, Mother says, by giving Jesus your heart. We have another call. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? Massachusetts. And and what is it that you wanted to tell us? I called to ask for uh, repentance, for unforgiveness, and also for a uh, change of heart. I, I'm one of those people that do the good things, you know, visit the sick and and, and do other good things, but yet my heart is hard. So I call to ask for God's mercy and a change of heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that wonderful call. And you and I also want to pray for that. And I I ask the Lord at this moment, whoever you are, to give you that deep repentance that comes from love. The repentance that says, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm so sorry. The repentance that comes from an unforgiving heart. It's so so hard sometimes to forgive. But see, if if you remember this, see, this old old crucifix getting worn out because I hug him so much. I just kind of hold on to him. I don't even know I'm doing it half the time. But... See, if I remember that, then we'll be able to forgive. You'll be able to forgive. Because he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. 
that we don't have a heart, that you don't have a hard heart, because if you did, you wouldn't have called tonight. See, we don't understand sometimes just what it means. Sometimes I think the worst thing is when somebody says, I'm sorry, and they don't forgive. Isn't that terrible? That's an awful cross. But if you've repented, you can always be sure that he says, if your sins be like scarlet, they shall be my white as snow. And that's what Jesus wants you, wants to give from you. We got to give Jesus a gift. You going to give Jesus a gift? Huh? Did you think of his gift? How many people are thinking of a gift for Jesus? You got Aunt Mary and Uncle Joe and you got 25 grandchildren and they got kids and we got a little thing for everybody and nobody gives a gift for Jesus. So what am I going to give Jesus? Your heart. An act of love. A forgiving spirit. The woman that just called, you have the most wonderful gift to give to Jesus. The kind he's looking for and the kind he wants. Say, Lord, I repent and I forgive. Oh, that little baby's just going to glow like everything because you forgave. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.